Welcome back, everyone, to another edition of Cleave and Me. Right now, it is just me. I plan on Tampa Tones joining me this evening. But we're going to get into a few things, and I just feel like it wouldn't be right with everything going on in wrestling to take a week off. From all the pay-per-views coming up, which last week I screwed up. I said next week we'll be doing preview prediction show. That is actually the next week, so it wasn't a lie. Yeah, it was a lie. I just accidentally messed up the date. But we are getting close to WWE Clash at the Castle. We're getting close to AW All Out, which means Tones, I, and our buddy Emad will be going to Dynamite next Wednesday. On top of that, me and Tones are going to a wrestling event a week from Saturday. His uh, former stars like Kurt Angle. I'm hoping Karen um, Cross still there, Bischoff, Jeff Jarrett, Impact Stars, and others. Some meet and greet types, some matches, some cool things will be going on. Uh, so a lot happening in Chicago next week and during Labor Day, and a lot happening in wrestling, as I alluded to earlier. Now, before we get into all things WWE. AEW is tonight, and we're supposed to be getting CM Punk and John Moxley. As we all know, CM Punk is the actual champion. He just had to take an injury break. And John Moxley is the interim champion. Now, a lot of speculation if Punk's even cleared, will this match go off? I've even seen maybe one JFB back tonight. I don't know. But all I do know is, is that these two at least come face to face. And something will happen that will say, holy shit, too, I'm sure. Once again, Tampa Tone should be joining me in a few. But right now, I am taking you to the bottom of the hour before watching Dynamite. As with going next week, I always like to, you know, I watch, you know, closely watch the week before, especially the go home episode next week should be awesome. So there should be definitely some good things there. Other things going on AEW, they will have Chris Jericho and Daniel Garcia come face to face. Ricky Starks will address powerhouse Hobbs. As they used to be together, now they are not, as we all know, when Hobbs turned. Britt Baker has a match, Billy Gunn versus Colton Gunn. And then Dax Hardwood versus Jay Lethal in a non-title match. We also have the Trios tournament going on and so much more. So the AEW card tonight is a good one. And we, like I said, we're just one step closer, closer ladies and gentlemen, to... All out, which begs – I think Punk and Moxley are going to end up fighting there. I'm, I don't know what's going to happen tonight, uh, but it's just on a regular episode of Dynamite, something smells fishy. And with Punk, you know, not being – it's not being out there that he's fully cleared. Something is just a little bit off to me, but, hey, we will see. Um, in terms of who I hope wins – if they did fight, you know, I've been thinking about this a lot. Uh, CM Punk, 
I actually liked more in WWE than AEW. And I would say the opposite for Moxley. I love the Wild Thing theme song. So I'm going to stick with badass John Moxley as he's been in there earning it lately. I know it's not Punk's fault he's injured. But I like what Moxley gives. He doesn't care if he bleeds, goes crazy, you know. I'm not saying Punk does either, but Moxley always hangs it out there. Seems, you know, has come over a lot over the past couple years. Yeah, sure, self-induced at times. But I think he's the right man to leave AEW and have a long-time turtle, uh, a long-term title run. I know that CM Punk can do the same. But at the end of the day, Moxie's more in his prime. He's healthier. How often is CM Punk going to get injured now? I mean, he's one of the best of all time. He has always a lot to say. There's some, you know, reported rumors we talked about last week that maybe he's there's some unhappiness there. I'm not going to dive into all that. Is this is not meant for tonight's episode? But two legends to say the least. Um, not there yet, as they're still fighting. But this is right down the middle to me. A lot, I'm sure now CM Punk, if you had odds on it, probably has that opportunity. He just became champion for crying out loud when he went on a rampage and said he was injured. I can't see that run being that short. Moxley has had a championship before as well. So all signs lead to punk. I'm telling you what I want because this is my show and I'm doing this alone for now. So I feel like, you know what, why not give you my two cents on what could be one of the biggest matches of the year if it actually went through. But All Out is so close. CM Punk's hometown. MJF, and if he comes back, what's going to happen with him? A lot to be said, a lot to happen. And all starts tonight on AEW, which I'm really looking forward to by the time people listen to this episode. They will have already watched, most likely, AEW. And we'll be talking about next week with everything going on between Dynamite, Rampage, and All Out in my hometown, CM Punk's hometown, and Tone's hometown. And on top of that, Cleve's hometown. He's just in Hawaii right now. But, you know, and uh, before I completely move on, and this will be a nice little transition, uh, since Wardlow, I didn't see involved in too much tonight, but he said growing up, he always wanted to... You know, Russell Triple H, that's who he looked up to. The Rock as well. But uh, Triple H is the main one. And man, speaking of Triple H, always, always, always making moves, it seems lately. What do I mean by that? Look at the NXT talent that's come back. Karrion Cross, Dexter Loomis, Hit Row. And now Johnny Gargano. 
Yes, I did not stutter. If you are under a rock, wearing raw, or have no social media, completely fine. But you missed Johnny Gargano coming back, which I'm trying to look right now and see if he has any new gear out yet. Because I would, I would be very, very interested. I loved it too how the announcers just let him get to the ring. There was no, at first I thought there was something wrong with my TV or USA Network, but didn't say a word. Let him get to the ring. The Canadian crowd, which was amazing all weekend, got to see him firsthand, and he is back and he's ready to go. He had a kid. Contract came to an end. He didn't know what he was going to do. But to me, again, the Triple H effect. And it's only just begun as we head into his actual first pay-per-view running things. Because, as we all know, that last pay-per-view, he took over right before. And what does that mean? All the matches that Mr. McMahon had planned. Nothing wrong with him. Good pay-per-view. But SummerSlam was a Vince McMahon card. Now, yes, there's still some carryover and things happening. But this is more of a Triple H card. And we'll only see that continue to evolve as we move on. Yeah, you know, new arrivals. It would be under new arrivals if Johnny Gargano did have a shirt. I do like the KO one, Just Keep Fighting Old School. Ooh, a new Rey Mysterio, Eddie Guerrero. I got the Cena one. Acknowledge, Daddy. I'm not a big fan of that one, and I have a couple Roman Reigns shirts. I'll hold off there. Not the biggest fan of the McIntyre shirt. I'm going to wait. It's the KO shirt would be at the top. Ooh. You know, I have the Monday Night Raw shirt, the SmackDown one. And that blue color might be the next purchase. Wow, that's really nice. And free shipping over 49 bucks. Oh, boy, I might be in for a shirt. I'll have to see when Tones comes on, which will be soon. If he has any interest, then we can get this deal going in the right direction because man, I'm just such a sucker for blue. A lot of my favorite sports teams are blue and I'm just uh, I said I was done with wrestling shirts for a while. I have so many and I'll definitely get one at AEW next week which like I said is going to be awesome. Speaking of awesome, I did see a rumor not a rumor, actually John Morrison came out and said if it wasn't for Miz having to take a couple weeks off uh, for things he was doing outside of wrestling, and then obviously uh, John Morrison being released, they were going to have a rivalry. Which would have been cool because, as we all know, they're great together, but both phenomenal in the ring would have been a lot of fun to see. Who knows if he would ever come back. It's just- seem like truly is in the part-time business according to Ric Flair 
saying in a report, not word for word, but he's going to focus on the, I mean, look, he's brought back NXT guys reports that he's not really interested in Goldberg. Who knows? But that's the triple H effect again, right there. Might get a Bronson uh, red return from NXT. So just another move that could be done a lot. Thanks to Mr. Triple H, of course, Mr. Khan and Mrs. McMahon are involved too, Stephanie, as we all know. That is no secret at all. Let's look down now what else happened as we talked about Johnny Gargano coming back. Trish Stratus started raw. Man. B-E-A beautiful is all I could say. Again, speaking for many. And then Bailey's trio comes out making fun of her. Bianca has Trisha's back, Bliss and Asuka have her back. I was hoping, you know, they were saying one more match. I'm, I do hope Trish has some a final run. She's definitely in the shape to do it. If I go right now, I'm going to guess she's 48. 46. 46. Come on, Trish. Give me what I want, as Batista once said. And let's make one last little run. Why not? If you're in shape, I mean, there's a lot of reasons why not. Who am I to say? But that's just the fan talking in me. And I would really enjoy to see it. Uh, The women's tag tournament continued. We did have an injury. Uh, that was caused to Gigi and JC. So Gigi was the one injured from uh, attraction from NXT. So we know EO Sky and Dakota will be going, but who's going to take on Raquel and Elia this Friday on SmackDown? And that's for us to find out. I have my first fantasy draft Friday. Looking forward to it. So I'll probably, unfortunately, miss SmackDown. But best be not, I will be watching the highlights as I lay around Saturday morning. Because God knows I need a little bit of lay around time after coming back from a bachelor party in Chicago, which was phenomenal. Shout out to my boy D-Lay. Did the Wrigley rooftop. Boat on Lake Michigan. A lot of good fun. Back to wrestling. Uh, Finn Balor and was awesome, and Dolph Ziggler in a match on Raw. I mean, those two took it to the brink. This is awesome. Chance all over the place. It was really uh, good to see. Of course, Rhea Ripley always gets involved, being heelish. You know, Judgment Day is, and Damian Priest speaking that fall edge at the end of the night. But we'll get to that in a little bit. Talked about Kevin Kevin Owens a little bit. Boy, you see that grittiness out of him. Uh, you know, every night on Monday Night Raw, the last few weeks, you could totally tell that they're bringing a different side to him, uh, that nasty side back. And as we bring in Mr. Tampa Tones here, Tones, I was actually, I'm a little bit ahead of where I wanted to be with this, but I, I was just on WWE Shop. Looking at new arrivals, and I am a sucker for these things, as you know. The KO shirt stuck out to me. 
the old school tape uh, on the shirt. I thought that was really cool. Mm-hmm. Also, I I'm a big fan of blue. As you know, the Smack. I have the raw shirt. I'm really liking this SmackDown. I was mostly looking for a Gargano, but there's nothing there yet. Um, but how we doing? And uh, yeah, welcome in. We we talked some AEW. I went through some WWE shop new releases. Talked a couple random things uh, like Miz and John Morrison. Mm. Uh, you know, and now we're just now we're talking raw. We talk Gargano, the Triple H effect again. But what's up, my man? And uh, what are you looking at? What what's something you've been uh, Look at the chops to talk about in wrestling. It was good. It was. Uh, it's been a good day. Thanks for having me on. I'm glad to be talking wrestling with you. So uh, it, it'll be. It'll be. Uh, you know, one. I got some interesting headlines I'm reading too. That's why I'm a little stagnant on the way in. We'll get into those in a little bit here, as it is pretty interesting to see. But the Kevin Owens shirt is pretty cool. I got one uh, from back in the day, I believe, a couple years back. That's a similar one. So. Good stuff there. If you really want Gargano gear, he probably has some older NXT merch out or whatnot. If you really checked hard enough on uh, pro wrestling tees, perhaps, or an eBay maybe. But, uh, you know, another day in the world of wrestling, another day in the world of sports. And there is some crazy uh, things going on right now. It seems Tony Khan reportedly informed talent that AEW legal had just sent this warning to WWE co-CEO Stephanie McMahon and Nick Khan. So it looks like in the Brady situation with Miami, now it seems like we got some tampering going on in the world of wrestling, perhaps. So <laughs> what a, a baby of, Tony got. That's funny. A lot of crazy stuff going on. But um yeah, it should be interesting. And that was put out by Sean Rossap of Fightful. He said that there was contract tampering, lines of communications, Tony Khan reach out. Just a crazy story seems like it's unfolding back there, but that's part of the business. Right. And, and you know, that's competition is the best part. I saw that, too. Uh, I Snapchatted a few tweets before the show. That was one of them. I'm glad you brought it up. Uh, another one. Uh, well, we actually also talked Trish Stratish because at 46 years old, um, I, I think we could all agree, as I said, she's looking good, but I think she could still get off one more final run, too. That'd be kind of cool if it happened. Um, she definitely yet, could. She definitely could. And, I mean, she looked, good, she looked good back in the day. She looked good now, and I'm sure she'll look good 20 years from now. But Correct. in the ring, I'm sure she'd be able to compete just as she always has, like a pro's pro. And then the Tony Khan thing I did see right before. I didn't read enough into it, but uh, I'll be interested to see where that unfolds. Also earlier in the day uh, slash yesterday, Fightful reported that the WWE draft could be postponed, more likely to happen after Mania, which I think would probably be a good thing to let Triple H figure things out, maybe where he wants to lay the land of the law, law of the land, however you might say it, but. That will be pushed back. Not that anybody overly looks forward to that, I don't think. Uh, and then this week's Raw saw the most wrestling match time for a TV since WrestleMania, an hour and 22 minutes of in-ring action. So that goes a long way as well. And then um, I want to get your thoughts. Obviously, uh, you know, there's a rumor that another NXT guy might be coming back in Bronson Red soon. But first, we got Johnny Gargano back. I talked about him a little bit. Uh, let's say you when you saw him on the TV on Monday. 
Yeah, it was good to have him back. Good to see him back. You know, it was rumored where his next arrival was going to be. Some said he would return to WWE. Others had written him off completely. So um, it was a bit of a surprise to see him back, but a pleasant one at that. Some people uh, thought it was coming. I know he had a baby, expanded his family a little. So, you know, you always got to smooth those things out. Family first. He was probably, uh, you know, catching family time and whatnot. So when he was ready to return to the ring, he probably had a plethora of options in his lap. He probably could have chose multiple destinations to go. And ultimately WWE probably offered him a deal, which included a main roster spot and more intense storylines than what he was held in before. He had some good battles in NXT, never quite paved the way to the main roster yet. And I'm sure him uh, appearing on the main roster had something to do with him coming back to the company, and he is a hell of a performer in the ring, so I was personally glad to see him back on TV. Yeah, and, uh, you know, just recapping a couple other things, bouncing around here, AEW tonight, Punk is supposed to fight Moxley for the title. I was saying how I don't think that something, something's fishy, something's going to happen. Uh, it's going to be something where we say holy shit, but I don't think they're going to fight tonight. We're a week away from all out, a week and a half. I mentioned that we'll be there and have the event next weekend. I don't even know if Punk's fully cleared, but if you, what's your thought on, you know, they're putting it around Moxley and Punk fighting tonight. Do you think that match actually happens? And if so, who wins? If not, why not? Does it happen? Perhaps. I think it has a better chance of happening uh you know at the pay-per-view or something like that i I really think we're in we're in for a punk heel turn at some point here in the near future um i think it's almost inevitable at this point based on his real life character and his wrestling character alone i think he's primarily been a heel in wrestling and i personally think he does fit mold better of a heel as a wrestler he's great at both don't get me wrong i think cm punk's one of the best in the business, whatever he does, but he's been an absolute crybaby lately outside of the ring. And, uh, you know, I think that when you're that big of a complainer or crier, perhaps, I think that y- your character kind of has to resemble that in, in wrestling a little bit. It- it's different when you're a lesser known guy, you could get away with more and whatnot, but with reports circulating of CM Punk, right, wrong, or indifferent, whether they're true or not, it might not be, a terrible idea to get him to turn heel. And that would be a really uh, good start. If you do line him up with a guy like Moxley, because Moxley's more of a badass rated R character. Sure. But at the end of the day, he's a face because the fans love John Moxley and what he brings to wrestling. So when you line up a guy like punk across a guy like John Moxley, you can easily have some epic match where a Moxley maybe comes out on top and then CM Punk goes ballistic at the end or you know punk could win the match go to hug moxley and uh, hit him with the go to sleep as well so there's a couple outcomes that could happen but i see this match happening uh i wonder if a dq could happen since they both have the title it could probably still end in a cm punk dq and he holds on to it although they both have a title so i don't know fully how 
that's so, and it would probably depend on where uh you know the creative gets or the storytelling you could probably right. turn turn that one in a couple ways you know what i'm saying so uh it, it'll be interesting to see that's another possibility disqualification what would happen there so endless possibilities but i do think a heel turn on uh, cm punk on his behalf is inevitable absolutely absolutely and since we're getting to the last uh, you know, a couple segments of this show here as we get to the top of the hour with AEW. As I mentioned, we'll be going to the Go Home Show next week, which will uh, – Go Home Shows are always fun, no matter what business. But uh, looking forward to that as uh, AEW does things right in Chicago, get it at a pretty good place, and we have a blast. Uh, moving – we haven't talked SmackDown at all. Mr. Tones, there was a fa- fatal five-way to determine the number one contender between Madcap Moss, Ricochet, Sami Zayn, Happy Corbin, and Sheamus. Sheamus came out on top. He will fight Gunther at the pay-per-view. Do you like that match? Uh, and who are you rooting for coming out of that fatal five-way? Well, maybe, it's, your, maybe your boy, Sammy. You know, that match, who are the – wait, there are five of them. It's Gunther, Sheamus. Well, no, uh, Gunther versus Sheamus at the pay-per-view, but going into the – it was a number one contenders match. It was Sheamus, Ricochet, Madcap Moss, Sami Zayn, and Happy Corbin. They fought to see who would oh, fight Gunther right. next week. And then Sheamus came out victorious. Well, so it now it's Sheamus versus Gunther for the IC title. It makes sense because they're trying to put Gunther as over as they can. And the guy to do that the best is probably Sheamus, although there's a lot of good veterans out of those five that they could have went along with. I think Sheamus is a great choice because if Gunther beats a guy like Sheamus, it only betters his character because of how prolific of a wrestler Sheamus has been. And if, you know, for whatever reason, I do I do not think this will happen. But if he did lose to Sheamus, people could understand why. But I ultimately think Sheamus helps put him over and, it'll get kind of more a stronger presence behind Gunther because Sheamus and his clan have been uh, one of the most stable and uh, badass things in the past year or so in the WWE. So it would definitely be um, a good thing for Gunther to not only get this win, but have Sheamus put him over with the fans. The brawling brutes and going to it right now. As long as they're not somersaulting people and landing on their necks, they're good guys. Yeah, for yeah, that, isn't that saying something? Uh, SmackDown also, we haven't talked around to Raji. She kicked off the show. Uh, she's supposed to be suspended. She comes in, fights, you know, the fake security, the referees. Uh, as Adam Pierce sent security on down, you know, they got her It booked as a hardcore heel. And the fans seem to be liking that mode more than the face. So obviously we have Liv Morgan and Shayna Baszler at the next pay-per-view, but Ronda Rousey is definitely becoming a big time heel. And uh, what, what would you maybe like to see happen there in the future? She's definitely not going anywhere on a break anytime soon. It seems. Yeah, she'll definitely end up competing for the title one way or another down the line. And, it, it won't be against Liv Morgan, and if she did, it would be taking the belt from Liv Morgan. But I feel like there will be another, as you're shaking her head, as that lady has done nothing, <laughs> absolutely nothing to move the needle in wrestling. I mean, here she had the whole fans behind her back. She's a cool story, right? She wins the belt, and what what comes of it? Nothing. 
She's done nothing. She hasn't done anything. She looks pretty. Yes, she looks adorable, but we care about in-ring performance. She hasn't been terrible, but she hasn't been main champion worthy. So I think what ends up ultimately happening is you see Liv lose a title to, you know, another lady and then Char- or uh, I'm sorry, Rousey ending up challenging them or Rousey wins it off Liv and then Charlotte returns and it sets, sets up, uh, you know, it might be happening a lot, but it is one of the better rivalries in wrestling of Charlotte Flair and Ronda Rousey. No doubt is we will definitely be getting uh, Charlotte Flair back sooner than later. Uh, let's go this way on things. If you had a look at these two groups met in the ring the other day, Hit Row, and the Maximum Male Models, first time they were in there, second time for Hit Row. In a few months, who do you think is more successful if you had to bring out your crystal ball, Hit Row or the Maximum Male Models? Hit Row, I don't see a long-term future for the Maximum Male Models. They feel like a way worse version and a shitty version of Fandango and Brizongo back in the day. I mean, those guys were the fashion police. Those guys set the tone not only behind the scenes, but in the ring. Here you have these damn male, whoever the hell they are, and it's they're not performing in the ring at a high level. They're looking weird backstage. I, I don't care how people say if it's uncomfortable sometimes watching that shit happen, and I think the you know that that stuff really really should be put to none. I I I think street uh, hit row. I think they're incredible talents, and I uh, the only thing that I wish could be different with hit row is that there could still be the fourth. Uh, he's now a tag team champion in AEW with Keith Lee Swerve, and you know that's a great tag team. So I'm not bothered that that happened, but I'm a big fan of hit row. Former Buccaneer AJ Francis is a part of that stable. He's been in professional wrestling for a long time, and he's really an extraordinary wrestler. And, you know, you look at the maximum male models, and I I just don't see how they live up to Hit Row. I mean, Hit Row could sing and perform and maximum male models. Yeah, they did a whole dang rap concert on Friday. Pat McAfee's like, I had no idea. Right, that would, was would, would you rather have a cool rap concert or would you rather have some half-assed male strippers doing a terrible job <laughs> on live TV? I mean, you know, it, to me, the answer's easy, and I, I hope more people would endorse Hit Row. Uh, no, definitely. I mean, I'm glad they came back, um, as we're going to keep continuing to see more uh, the last thing then I will say, uh, we talked about the tag team tournament. Now, a team has to replace the injuries of Toxic Traction who moved on. People might say that would be Sasha and Bailey. Maybe they wait for the pay-per-view, but that's something to definitely be looking at. And then Sami Zayn was in his hometown of Canada the other day. We never know what that man is up to as he's trying to become a part of the bloodline. Uh, what's, you know, He's not fighting for – and then at the end of SmackDown, actually, I thought it was pretty cool because him and KO, uh, after it went off air, had a moment, hugged, and because uh, they're obviously both from Canada. So it seems as if not only KO is moving a step up, Sami Zayn too. Uh, those two guys are always up to no good. Uh, what, what's your latest thought on KO show and Sami Zayn? I mean, a lot, a lot going on, it seems, maybe between these two guys. And if they are finally getting a push, it's well-deserved and it's long overdue on both of these guys. And, uh, you know, it, it did kind of, you know, 
aggravate me the past year, year and a half, seeing these guys be embarrassed on TV, not only put in roles that they don't deserve to live up to, but flat out embarrassed. You had Kevin Owens shit in his pants, hiding in damn uh, porter potties, getting thrown all over the place. He's a prize fighter for a reason. This son of a bitch will knock the hell out of you and punch you in the damn mouth and not feel bad about it. You got to give him that persona. You can't give him the, you know, cartoon guy role who's going to have poop in his hair and do all this kinds of crazy stuff. And then Sami Zayn is a great performer and a great talent in the ring. You could really get creative with the storylines. Him and KO are great Mike guys as well. So to me, the foolery of trying to have him more of uh, bottom end superstars or jobbers has to come to an end, and uh, I think Triple H has done a good job at that so far. But these guys both deserve to not only be in title contention, but main event contention. Absolutely. And lastly, for me, before I get you know your last tones thought, and uh, we do closeouts here. Not who you think will win, because again, I screwed up last week. But next week we'll have you the preview prediction show. Not only for Clash at the Castle, but for All Out. So we'll be live on YouTube, me, Tones, Cleve, definitely a couple of guests, not going to reveal them now, as I don't even really know they are now, but probably have a panel of four to five guys. Mr. Tones, who do you want to win the undisputed title at the castle, Drew McIntyre or Roman Reigns? And I think and at this point, Drew Mac, or I mean, I'm sorry, Roman Reigns until someone more... Not to insult Drew. Oh, a little slight? This isn't a knock on Drew. Uh, Insulting him a little bit. No, I'm kidding. Uh, I I think (laughs) that, you know, it just needs to be someone a little bit more, you know, needle moving to win the title off of him. Drew's one of those guys who is a great uh, competitor. He kind of reminds me of the hangman Adam Page a little bit of the WWE. People like to see him. People enjoy him. But to me... He's a little overdone in the main title card, or you got to change his character a little bit because, um, you know, we all know wrestling isn't quote unquote real in terms of everything they do in the ring, but I like at least real, uh, you know, characters. And I I just think his is a little cartoonist still with his big sword and whatnot. We know he'll obviously never use that thing. Yeah. You know, that wasn't his, uh, you know, the best way to maybe go. I, I do. He did carry us during COVID. Um, with you know you know that was that was a big year and he didn't get to have a match against a lot of fans so i don't know if he will get that chance if it will be right here or in the future i think i'm going to be rooting for roman reigns uh i haven't decided fully but that seems to be my gut feel at this time is i want that because i do want to see that going to wrestlemania where he take now he could he could fight the rock or he could fight anybody at mania without the title but the revelation of him going damn near will be eventually when it's all said and done near a thousand days would be something wild to see. I'm not going to really slate McIntyre. I think he could do it, but for how long? Maybe Now maybe I wouldn't mind if he won and then we come back rumble time and maybe he loses that, but that'll be to talk about in the future um, for sure. But you know, we might as well as, end with talking about Roman Reigns in the Tribal Chief as he was on SmackDown last week. Nobody was with him. 
Paul Heyman's still a little banged up from his uh, Brock Lesnar through the table. Usos, you know, they've been out a lot lately. They need a little bit of a break. But Tones, before we close it out here, anything wrestling-wise we have not brought up, maybe some that interests you, an interesting tidbit. Mm. What do you got for us before we get out of here? We have some breaking news on Mickey I love James. It. On Mickey James. Mickey James says in a tweet put out half hour ago, haven't slept well all week. I fly to Dallas tomorrow for Impact Wrestling to make an announcement regarding my future in the business. I've made my final decision. I don't know if you are going to like it, but I do hope you respect it. Thank you in advance. I love you. So Mickey James lets it be known. She's been gone a little bit that she will be back tomorrow or maybe not for long. And then other breaking news, um, according to my top source, which is Slice Wrestling on Twitter, an MJF return to the ring appears to be imminent in the AEW square. So we got a couple of big things going on. We got MJF possibly returning tonight, if not tonight, maybe Friday. And we have Mickey James tomorrow in Dallas on Impact Wrestling, probably in front of 10 fans making an announcement about her future. And what better way to end the show than with some breaking news is I hope, as like I said, again, Tones and I have two events next week that begins with the go home show. Would love to see MJF back in that ring. Uh, Tones, I know, you know, we're getting close to football. You're getting busy with Bucketeers. I'll be on there next week as the Indianapolis Colts host Tampa Bay. Tones and his lady will be at that event as we enter the final week of the preseason. Uh, Cleveland will be on your show as he is a Cowboys guy and they play Tampa. A lot happening in the world of football, especially with the Bucketeers. Let's close this thing out. Yeah, so we keep moving forward. We're up to about two shows a week. One of those consists of a minor update on what's happening with the Buccaneers. You know, a short little 15 to 30 minute glimpse of what's going on in the world of Bucks football. And then we have an hour plus long show a week with some great guests. Most recently, Brian James from Madden Underground. Great guy. Yep, really good guy. And those guys are all great. We hope to have snipes and philly guy and brian on our show that we do during the bucks by week where we talk some gambling madden and so much more but we're getting we have a great uh guest group lined up you said it yourself you'll be on next week to recap the bucks colts and get their season outlooks we'll have cleave on before opening night to kind of get a grasp on what to expect from the Dallas Cowboys in the big September 11th Sunday night showdown we have Florida international quality control coach and former Buccaneer Anthony Gator set to join the program in the coming weeks as well. We have uh, Chris Mathis from uh, the Pat and Aaron show producer set to join the show. Tom Ponzo, former producer of Beckles and Retcher wants to do a live in-person show when I'm in Tampa for a weekend. So we got a lot of great guests lined up for the Bucketeers, and uh, we look forward to power full steam ahead in football. You can follow us on Twitter quick at Bucketeers, Instagram, Bucketeers Pod, YouTube, Bucketeers Podcast, Apple, Spotify, Google Podcast, at Bucketeers Podcast to keep up with your latest and greatest about the Buccaneers and the NFL. Absolutely. As we... As two huge football fans, we cannot wait for all that to get going and get into the regular season. As I said, for Cleve and me tonight, it's Tones and me. We are doing live YouTube next week uh, with a couple of guests. Like I said, we'll be going through the all-out card in Chicago. We'll be going through the uh, overseas clash at the castle. So much to cover. 
Uh, we thank you all for listening tonight as we did not want to miss a beat and get another episode in. But for, like I said, for that being Tones, this is me. God bless. Stay safe, everyone. Be on the look next week for live YouTube preview and prediction show, Clash at the Castle, and all out AEW. God bless and good.